Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Antonio. How are you? Doing great. Are you ready for this uh, next episode of uh, Intelligence on the Rocks? Yes, and I've always liked the number seven. Yes, it's our seventh episode, so... Oh, do you know the joke? No, tell me. Do you know why six is afraid of seven? No idea. Because seven, eight, nine. So, welcome to our seventh episode of Intelligence on the Rocks. And yes. we are going to talk about... We're going to talk about what did we think that life would be like without alcohol, or we had another option, no alcohol, wait, what is life supposed to be like? I think we should go with the second one. All right. I think this is what we're talking about being sober. Well, correct. Obviously, but without, right. without alcohol. alcohol. Now, I'm not talking about like a life where you never were an alcoholic. So, no alcohol, wait, what is life supposed to be like? I was honestly trying to remember what life was like before I used something to escape from it. And it's really hard to even remember because from a very early age, well, I mean, I remember when my mom took my pacifier away, Antonio. Literally, my brother still had his. She took mine away. And I announced that I was going to suck my thumb. And then they started putting stuff on my thumb that tasted bad. So then I started sucking my fingers. Then they started putting the stuff on the fingers. So I started biting my nails. Yep. And then after, and I still bite my nails a little bit. And then after I bit my nails, then I would find sugary snacks and snacks and, and I would eat them in mass quantities in secret. I was like seven, eight, right? I mean, so that, I don't know. And then I was always somebody else. I was always using accents and then in high school, actually middle school, they showed us this movie on this bulimic person. Oh, that would have been interesting. Right, yeah. right. But, but the whole thing was I'd never even heard of it. And it kind of taught you how. So anyway, um, they showed us this movie on bulimia with the lady from uh, Family Ties. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it taught me how to eat mass quantities and throw up. And of course, you know. So I did that, um, and then I, yeah, I mean, I was escaping always, and then finally I found alcohol, which was my biggest escape. So that life without alcohol, I can't even remember in my life when I wasn't escaping in some way from a very young age. So I didn't even remember what life was like before alcohol. How could I even know what life would be like? After. Yeah, I, I hear you on that one. In my case, I started drink at early age or around 12, 13 years old, but I was not, not a lot of, uh, not in quantity or quality it was just because, because I like it. Then the, uh, the thing progress as you grow through life and grow, it creates other, other needs that all of a sudden you don't know what you're doing because you have a space or you have your, you're used to do that. You know, I, I used to uh, smoke and then as a light in a cigarette, I will also pour me a drink. Yeah. Right. But the interesting thing that for me was a lot easier to stop smoking. I stopped smoking 20 years ago. 
and I uh, overnight. What? One, yes, one weekend I had two. I guess I mixed the alcohol with the cigarette, and it was a horrible hangover, feel terrible. And I thought, oh, you know what? Is the cigarettes? What, you drank the cigarette? No, I was smoking and it was, we were playing poker with friends okay. and what say you. And the hangover after the, the game night, I felt terrible. And then I said, I blamed the cigarettes and wow. I, I stopped smoking. And it was, you know, kind of a rough, uh, rough week, but <laughs> to say the least. But I never touch it again. Never, never touch uh, cigarettes again. So then I thought, I'm good. You know, alcohol is just fine. And then I thought eventually I can quit the same way. How long did you smoke? Uh, Let's see. I started smoking when I was 17. Okay. And I quit that when I was 35. So I smoked 17, 20 years almost. 20 years. 18. 18. Roughly 18. Look at my math. Yes. Awesome. Beautiful math. I mean, I'm terrible in math, but yeah, but it was. It so was, I think, I think, I don't know, man, because that's not as easy for everybody else. Yeah, I, I don't tell tell your quit smoking story because that's not the norm. Because it will be imagine somebody that says, "Oh, I quit drinking overnight and nothing happens," right? I mean, then, then we will not be doing this episode because then what happens after? Right. It's, because there is it was nobody a rough tells week. you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nobody tells you. Oh, what happened after you quit smoking? It's no big deal. But a lot of things happen after you quit drinking. That's right. right. And, and for so, me, smoking was a lot more difficult. Right. Okay. But see, see the difference. No, nobody, nobody will make a thing. Oh, life is better after you smoke. Of course, it's better after you quit smoking. Right. Because you, right. you know. But, you know, the drinking thing is it changes your personality. I, I have never seen somebody change your personality because you don't smoke. You become an asshole because right, you are a... you can't get the nicotine. Get the, the nicotine. Right, true. Right? right but true. then with uh, alcohol, it's a completely different thing. You are, you are a different person. No, but I will say that an addiction to, to anything, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, especially nicotine and drinking, it's similar if you're out of cigarettes. Okay, I'm just saying... Maybe it's not, okay, but it is. It's not, it's, but it is, okay? I would not put my mouth out on an exhaust of a car just to feel, uh, you know. Really? Because I was the one who was picking up, like, cigarette butts off the ground outside of restaurants after I quit, okay? From other people's mouths. But you were probably also inebriated. No, sober. Sober? Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah. So wow. it runs deep. It, yes. it runs deep. Now I'm yes. questioning... All kinds of addictions of yours here. So you don't think I was really addicted to cigarettes? I don't think that you really, I mean, I don't know, because I know you were addicted to alcohol, but maybe, I don't know. You know what, though? I've had like a million thousand surgeries, 17, and I never was interested in the pain pills or. Right. Yeah, like not at all. Nice. And then I have ADHD and I take like ADD medicine for it. Mm-hmm. And I've never taken like more than I'm supposed to, which would create like a, I guess, I don't know what it would create, but yeah. you just, know. Just don't stop taking it because you will be <laughs> destroying the whole studio here or something. I know? mean, it's possible. Possible. Yeah. yeah. It's possible. But I see that's what happens when we're creating a podcast about what happens when you drop something or stop doing something, you know? Yeah. So I'm glad that we're talking about alcohol. Me too. Right? So otherwise, yeah, <laughs> it would be... Kind I could, like, go off on a tangent. Right. So I... 
So we, we kind of like each wrote our own little thing, but so we're just kind of looking at it. But I, um, I thought that I don't now I'm not thinking it's so funny. I tell you what, can I use like a movie analogy? Sure. Okay. So. <laughs> what movie are you talking I'm about? I'm talking about Finding Nemo. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. You've heard me talk about this before, right? I think so, yeah. All right. So you, did you learn Latin? Nemo yeah. is nothing. That's or right. empty. That's right. Very good. So the whole movie is about finding nothing. Right. right. Okay. So I think it's not a coincidence that at the very end, the fish that were in the dentist's aquarium, which is like if I were a fish, probably would be my least favorite aquarium to be in. So the whole movie was just very depressing for the fish. But anyway, I mean, the mom, all the eggs. But anyway, the point is, is that the fish escape, right? And they're in the Ziploc and they finally like really make it across the freeway in the back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they're out of the dental office and they're in the ocean, but they're still in a Ziploc. Okay. That's tied. Okay. They're fish. They don't have teeth. They're in the ocean and they say, now what? What a sick, twisted ending is that in my mind? That's kind of the way that I felt when I quit drinking is that, okay, so I made it across the freeway and I'm in this big ocean of whatever, but I'm still like encapsulated in this, my own little bag. And the thing is, is I think if the fish work together with their fins, maybe with some engineering, they probably could saw their way out. Anyway, so back to me. <laughs> I felt like I was fish in the Ziploc. And I was saying that if the fish, you know, were creative, then maybe they could have figured out, like the shrimp could have poked holes or something. And I feel like that's what I did slowly was release myself from the Ziploc in time. But I don't want to be the fish anymore. I just want to be myself. So rewinding back to when I stopped drinking, what did I think it would be? Like, I had no fucking idea. What about you? It was confusing. I felt. What did you think it was? What I thought? Now what? Seriously, I said, now what? Is when you arrived somewhere. I said, now what? You arrived with no reservation or you arrived with nothing. I felt like uh, I was alone. I felt like there is... It really, they now what that, uh, okay, you just survive, you know, I'm not dead, but now, now what I'm going to do with, I, I was missing the bus. You know, I, I don't have that, the fog in my brain. I did, I don't have it. I always sort of had more, well, the time has always been there because you always have time. You just have the time, how you process time or how you I perceive don't know time. what happens, but you're right because. It's all of a sudden you have too much time. What like way too much time. And then I, I, I it's what? it's crazy. It's, it's crazy, it's, right? But then we I don't know how to uh you accomplish certain things that you need to do, you know, your 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 errands or whatever, and then then what? You know, as then there was I, I think that you mentioned, you know, the things that we used to like before. Uh, for me one thing that was very shocking is I use I still love music. But I stopped listening to it. You know, I, I had my headphones and all these fancy things that I just to love listening to music. And I, I, I stopped it. I, I could not 
turn on the radio, just news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but that uh-huh, that was it. that's yeah. it. That was <laughs> a lot of news. A lot of news. <laughs> yeah, really. To fill a lot of time. Yes. I see. Yeah. I see. Well, yeah. um, among other things, yeah. But yeah, that was the hobbies that I had: photography. Right. Although I, you know, I I used to take five, six thousand photos a year. Uh-huh. The first year, I mean, last year I probably took 300. So you took way more when you were... Yeah, because I thought that I would be inspired or something and I would process that. And then I love processing the photographs and what you do to process the photographs, you pour a drink and then just... Right. You processed 5,000. Not all of them. Not that. like in a dark room. I had a, a program that's called Light Room. Wow. And then, yes, okay. I did. I did. Uh, I did what? But, uh, you had quite a lot of toys. Yeah, it was it was a interesting way of spending some time, and you know, of course, married and with a kid, and I still have time to do all that. Right. But I don't know how. You know, no, it's no. It was just kind of a feeling. It was an excuse. You know, that hobby was an excuse to keep drinking because it came at the house, right? Editing my photographs parsing and doing cataloging and all right. these other things. Right. But I was drinking doing that. And, and you know, I see my catalogs lately and I say, well, yeah, it's not that bad, but I will not do it again. Right now I don't, I don't have that. I still have photography, but not the way I was consuming it. And it was too much. I don't know what actually at some point what I was doing. I mean, I understand what you're saying. And, and especially about like the music. I, and the time thing you said, because time was ridiculous. Um, I, I couldn't even like sit to watch like a 30 minute show anymore. Whereas I used to just sit there and, you know, trade stocks on my laptop and watch like Law and Order while my oldest was at school. And then before I knew it, boom, it would be three o'clock and like, Then when I quit drinking, it's like I couldn't sit still for 30 minutes because my mind started just wandering. Wandering, exactly. So that's why I started painting little tiny rocks and then I tiled like everything. I spent so much time in Hobby Lobby and I sent you a picture of um, the United States that I made out of rocks. What did you think of that? It was pretty... Pretty intense work. I mean, that's amount of detail there. It was, it is That's pretty like cool. rocks, individual yes. rocks yeah. that I found that would fit together. Okay. To make it like make a puzzle. Very States. nice. Very nice. And yes. then I poured like Elmer's glue mm-hmm. on it, shaped it, let it dry for a day, flipped it. I mean, it was like, it was like a month long process every day, like all day. And then when I was finished with that, that's when I moved on to tiling. But the time was ridiculous. And then the music, I really just started listening to music maybe like a year ago, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I have tried and I don't, I have, it has not come back to me. I, I try it and it's not, not even while I exercise and I'm, you know, I'm doing the gym almost every day and I don't, I don't. But you have music on in the background sometimes. Well, yeah, but it's not something that I will listen to every, That's, for an hour and a half. That's, I'd rather go swimming and then there is no right. music there. But the other thing that happened to me is that you have, I have become more creative 
for example, we're doing this podcast. Right. We are doing other things that I never thought I would be able to. I had no interest in doing. When so your brain so no music for you also. Um, why did you stop drinking anyway? Well, I needed to. Why? Because otherwise I will die. And then your doctor told you. It was not. I didn't need the doctor to tell me that. I I I saw it. I felt it. Of course, I went to the doctor and say, hey, Antonio, you have this. Look at your liver enzyme. Look at all these things. I mean, it's a miracle that the lab didn't explode when they were drawing blood from you. Right? You know, so true. So yeah, of course they say shit. I mean, that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. And, and but before that, so you, but when you, did you ever like try to like drink less or? Yeah, I tried to, but I said, why? Right. I'm I'm functional. We we talk about this in a I previous. I get it. I get it. I'm just really asking. Functional. Like, did you think you were a good parent? I didn't know the difference. Oh. I thought I was a good parent. I I my benchmark at some point the first year or two is well he's still alive and the diaper is clean and he's well fed and he's talking and he appears to like me. I like him a lot. So yeah. okay. I thought that so far so good. He has never been left alone in the car. Other stuff, you know, I took him with me to the office right. his first two years. He learned to work. He learned to walk at my office. So I'm, I thought I was doing a good job. I, that time, you know, you know, if even if he had come with instructions, I would have thrown them away because I never read the instructions. So that's probably a good idea. I mean, they really don't though. Yeah. So. But I mean, all right. So you didn't quit, like, because I had a lot of, shame about um like when I was drinking I thought I'm a much better parent than most people look I'm the only one showing up to help with the field trip like you know right yeah, yeah. Stuff. and me too I mean too I, I'm, I'm involved with that, that thing with, with, I make with the best son. lunches who else cuts out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in the shape of a teddy bear but emotionally I you know I was not there when I got sober like the shame and all of that was was really difficult for me, and I um, overindulged my oldest for sure. And I still think I feel guilty a lot, and that was hindering, you know, to them. But I did not quit because I had a teenager. I did not quit. I quit because I was like gonna die. But honestly, like I said, when I went in, if somebody had a bottle of vodka or something and was like, look what I brought in, I'm, I'm sure I would have drank it. Do what? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we will never find out. I don't know, but I do know that, you know, it's, it's just a bunch of classes and you can get sober in rehab, but like it doesn't prepare you. To get up and to... Is to go back into society. Society. Do, do we right. want to go back, or you know? I think that what we perhaps we try to get, we are not better than anybody else. You know, we are not better because we have gone through this experience in life or this uh, this uh, disease. But I think we are more aware of what we can do, or, or other people can do. Maybe our kids can do the potential of uh, doing things. As parents, as as uh, 
productive members of society. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I don't, the, the whole idea of what happens after we stop drinking, life happens in 3D, life happens in uh, even things that we don't like. And that things that we don't like will get handled in a better way that if we have been drunk or we have avoided because we were drunk. But now that we are sober, it's obvious that those things are not going to go away because that's what we were doing. We were avoiding it through consuming alcohol and we will just forget for a little bit and then it will not, you know, it will come back to you. And when you sober, it's still there. It has not gone anywhere. So, you know how you said that uh, your kid didn't come with instructions, right? Okay, so life doesn't either. It doesn't have instructions like this is what you have to do in order to be like a normal person. Because I think, honestly, that alcoholics who recover actually are more better, more better. Than Not more better, just I think that they're... Better than what? That they're better than people who haven't. And I don't mean like better like Olympics, like, you know, I'm a better jumper or something. I just think that we're better at life. Well, some of us, some of us still terrible. But I think like we get life more. Anyone I think who has like overcome something, um, alcoholism or cancer or something really, really hard. I don't know. I can't, you know, I don't know. Something. Losing their eyes. I don't know. I just know that, like, I appreciate life. Like, I get it. Otherwise, I would have just... I didn't care at all. And the fact that, like, I was able to come back from it and slowly, like, see life. I just don't think everybody sees life. I think, like, you know how they say, take the veil away? You ever hear that? No. Fine. Well, it's a saying. And it means, like, open your eyes, like... Everybody's walking around with like these like veils on. Like life is supposed to be this way. You're supposed to look this way. You set the expectations. I mean, I guess it's expectations, but it's also been like set in our minds that this is what is the norm. I mean, people's feelings are there's so many things that are like taboo to talk about. Like this. This is taboo. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely talk about alcohol addiction and then recover and right. all, yeah, people don't talk about it because it's a whisper thing. Alcohol. Oh, he's an alcoholic. Yeah, um, like he had a problem. Yeah. Right, or still does. Yeah, no, you know, no. no, not you. Just you know, people. But I just think that there's some people that are gonna suck, no matter what. At recovery. Like I got sober. No, not at, well. Yeah, at recovery also. I mean, either like you want to give a shit about life, or you want to be like a whiny little complainer, like. Oh, poor me. I used to drink. Now I don't drink. Nobody appreciates me. Blah, 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 blah. That's like an energy sucker. Yeah. You're supposed to be like an energy lifter. Well, that's the whole purpose of I mean, what we, we try to do, right? Well, us, yeah. We're, yeah. Like, we're like the tire fillers. If someone has a flat tire. <laughs> we are the triple A instead of the double we're A. Like the Yes. All right. We're AAA. All right. We're the soul. Yeah, there you go. You know, the, the, the whole idea here that I wanted to is what happens after you recover or you are sober. I mean, we are never going to probably recover 100%. Maybe. I don't know how these uh, clinical doctors, 
define this, but let's just say that you just stop drinking and you are going to stop drinking for the rest of your life. Either you are. Well, you can't think like that, but go ahead. Okay. What happens after you sober? It sucks. It doesn't suck. Okay. What are we talking about? Is it good to be sober or is it not? What the message that we want to end this thing? Okay. The message is this, right? All right. Wrap it up. Continue drinking. Uh You die. Okay. So that's one choice. All right. All right. Um, Or stop drinking and be an asshole. Okay. Okay. And suck. And nobody like likes you and you'll never appreciate life. Correct. Because you don't give a shit. Okay. So stop drinking and be a douche. Keep drinking, die. Stop drinking, suck. Mm-hmm. Stop drinking. Just realize that it's going to be really difficult at first, but it's worth it. I agree with that. Then, then life happens. You can be like us. Right. And it's awesomeness. <laughs> so It sucks sometimes, but it's awesome. It, it does, but... But also, wow. It's, it's fun. Life and, is a beautiful thing. Yes. And you have all the experience that you thought that you never had. Oh, 100%. It, it just comes back in a way that never thought life would be this wonderful, beautiful. And, uh, yeah. and so sometimes, you know, I, I, it's more work than it used to or what we thought, but that's, that's part of it. I really like that. And this is the end for our seventh episode of Intelligence of the Rocks. It was wonderful, and we look forward to you guys hearing us next week for episode eight.